Hello and welcome to Locked on Sharks, your daily source for all things San Jose hockey. I'm C. Morley, managing editor of SB Nation's Fear of the Fen. I am Noah Gregor, speed demon. Ah, he had such a good debut. I'm so was, proud of him. He's so fast. <laughs> he is. He's very fast. Uh, I like that. That's every single thing that everybody talked about was like, wow, Nora Gregor is really fast. That was like the first <laughs> half of the game. Everybody's just like, oh, man, this guy's got wheels, which I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know that because I don't watch yeah. the WHL or care about the WHL. So, yeah, Noah Gregor, speedy boy. Yes. And. It's, you know, in a rookie debut, obviously, they're going to make note of it on the broadcast and whatever, but, and they'll make note of, like, their first shift, but his first shift was very good. (laughs) Like, he made an immediate impression, and, you know, he was mentioned on the broadcast several times in terms of what he was doing on the ice, not talking about, you know, the fact that it's his first NHL game. You know, there was plenty of that, obviously, but lots of discussion on what he was doing, because he was very good. I mean, like, he is, I would... I mean, I I don't know. I I would say he's NHL ready. Like that, I don't. I'm not worried about him. NHL ready doesn't mean Pete ready. Yes. That's where I hesitate. Is that like you know? Is he Pete DeBoer's fourth line ready? Well, it's so <laughs> funny because really? <laughs> it's so funny because if you don't fit this very specific shitty archetype of a player, you're not allowed to play in the game. So like, did your taken do the most with his debut? No. Was he bad? Not really. But because he's not this weird mold to fit on the fourth line, he can't play there and he gets scratched and sent down, which is why Leon Bergman lasted a little bit longer. But Noah Gregor did move up to, was it the second line? Yes, it was Kane and Hurdle. Yes, no, which means that LeBanc went back down to the third line. Man, Kevin LeBanc. Uh, when? Defense. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this guy doing? He Like, this is awful. <laughs> You know, LeBanc is like legitimately, I think, the best example of a power play specialist. Like, I, I, on one hand, it's like almost the best like result you could want with a power play specialist. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a god on offense, and then just like was he just bad before? Play, cannot play defense to save his life, but like, I. I so I have two. Know. I have two schools of thought here. One. Was he this bad before, or is this just a new thing? Or two, is it because he got moved up the lineup, he's seeing stiffer competition and just getting roasted, whereas on the third line he could, like, chill against the peeps that come out against the third line? I think it might be that. Yeah, I, I would lean more toward that. Although I, I, I think his defensive lapses are there, and this isn't the first season that Pete has decided LeBanc is the bitch boy when it comes to too many men in penalty, <laughs> you know, like, no, that, that, I mean, that's, that's fine. I just like, but LeBanc's actually taking active penalties. now. Yeah, there's, that's true. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't I, know. I guess before when he was on the third line and they were playing his fourth and third lines, if one of those jabronis like roasted him on the outside, they weren't just immediately scoring goals. Whereas right. now that he's playing against second and first line guys, they're just absolutely killing him, I guess. But, I mean, like, it's really bad. His penalty last night with the weird holding in the neutral zone, like, he just didn't do anything. It was like, oh, shit, gonna hook, hang on for a ride. I don't yeah. know, it's just really weird, and I'm surprised that, I guess there's lack of options for DeBoer, but I'm surprised he hasn't been rotated around Yeah, more, I, more. 
honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I don't remember the last time DeBoer's really done the, like, scratching someone to send a message, which is, like, by the way, one Don's of my, like, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I forgot. I, I like, block out Donskoy being on the team to, like, cope with the fact that he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> He had three uh, points last game for Colorado. Stop. I'm so sad. Um, He's got six points in seven games. Yeah. Uh, so far this season. So he did, I guess, yeah, he did that with Donskway. And I don't know, I think that potentially, given just kind of the comments around LeBanc, that LeBanc could be the next person to be scratched as a, you need to be better or give me a reason. Yeah. Give me a reason to play you is the Pete DeBoer method. Yeah, so. it's just it's, yeah, it's just his defense has been so fucking bad. Yeah. Like noticeably bad. I just I just don't really get it what happened, but yeah, it's just it's just been noticeable, especially because he's been relied on to be he, he he's being put into a top 6 position to produce. So, if you're going to be that bad at defense, you better put up 80 points. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> good luck, Kevin. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what your deal is. Yeah. Then again, I mean, at even strength, the Sharks are not killing it defensively anyway. It is easy to pick on Kevin LeBanc because he's had the obvious lapses. But, like, I, I defensively, this team is struggling, I think. Yeah. They, they're, they haven't been great. They did outplay Buffalo, though. Yes. Um, that's a real thing that happened. And they outplayed Nashville for large parts of the game. They outplayed Chicago. So I think they're getting better. But yeah, the defense still looks to be a mess. I don't know if that's a system thing or like a getting used to each other thing. But I don't think it's a getting used to each other thing. I'm not quite sure. I'm also not super worried yet because it's only been eight games. So I'm not like right. super concerned that they're still putting it together kind of deal. Right. It's one of those that I don't think the defense is any better or worse than it was last year. It's just that with the offense very clearly not clicking together, that it's a little more obvious that like, oh shit, they're not covered on D either. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I mean, Martin Jones reverted back into pumpkin status. That first goal was fucking putrid. It was a weak wrist shot through the five. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, ah, <laughs> ah. I don't know. I don't know. Martin Jones, Marty. Do you think that means that we see Dell on Tuesday? I don't think so, no. No? Uh, no. No, I think it'll still be it'll still be Jones in Buffalo. I think maybe we see Dell in Montreal so that Jones can play in Toronto on Friday. That's yeah, my that, guess. that makes sense. I, I could I could definitely see that or see Dell Buffalo, Dell Montreal possibly, and then Jones really rested for Toronto. Mm. Just because they are super high event, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think that, uh, I don't know, I don't think the organization is as down on Jones this year yet, and I'm not really either. I will say Buffalo was a, a weak outing for him. There were, you know, a few good saves that he made, and that's the thing, is that, like, those are the things that people are remembering, and not the how, you know, soft some of those goals were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has been better in the last couple of games, so. It's not, hopefully he, this was just like a random, like, oh shit, this happens. And I think that kind of is like a microcosm of the whole game where San Jose is basically like, you can't win them all game. You outplay them. You, it's kind of weird. There's lots of goals, but you outplay them for most of the, most of it. You score three goals. You don't get the win. It's, it's just like one of those things where you don't really care about it because you can't win them all kind of deal. It's yeah. not like they played bad per se, or they did something like wrong in their setup. It's just, you can't, you're going to lose these games randomly. I think the hardest thing with this Buffalo game is that, like, 
I mean, I was live blogging it, so <laughs> and I, I, I was struggling at some points because it was just like <sighs> the thing that I pinpointed as what was going wrong is that at five on five, like these are two very skilled teams and the Sharks could not set up in the offensive zone to save their fucking lives. It was like they would get in, get a couple shots off, and then it's going the other way immediately. And then, I mean, the Sabres were doing the same thing. So it wasn't like it was, it wasn't evenly matched in terms of like, well, the Sabres are setting up super well because they weren't either. The Sharks are getting them back out of the zone. But Eric Carlson was like the only reason the Sharks were ever able to break out of the neutral zone or stay in the offensive zone when they were set up there. And it was brutal. It was like, if you can't set up any extended time at five on five and you're only able to get that extended look when it's, when you're on the man advantage, that's not good. I also think too, that they did hit a bit of a brick wall because Olmark was on his fucking game. They lost the goaltending battle hard the goals How do you that they lose got to a man named Linus. I, uh, it's not even Linus. It's Linus. I fucking hate it. Linus. Yes. Like, like, like he's jacking off his little Linus. Stop. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. No, Randy Hahn said Linus. And I was like, actually, I think that's like the first note in my live blog is that I just found out that his name is Wait, was, was Randy. Was Randy on one? Did he have a couple Mai Tais before the game or is this like a <laughs> real thing? I, I'm pretty sure he said Linus a couple times. Yeah, yeah, but he could just say it. I could say lots of things. Hold on. Well, Linus. All Mark. He is Swedish. I don't know if we know if we know anybody from Sweden that listens to this at us uh, <laughs> and tell us how to say Linus. It doesn't say. Yeah, Linus. Oh, fun Linus. fact. On March 18, 2019, he appeared on a Dota 2 podcast where he discussed the differences between playing Dota and hockey. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a fan of esports and he loves Dota 2. That's awesome. Linus, you weirdo. <laughs> he was good though. Like he was yes. solid and the goals that the Sharks got past him were odd bounces and things. Oh, that except for the Timo Meyer rip. That's true. But uh, like the Sorensen goal was off of his skate. Like things like that, that he couldn't yep. be quite on top of. That's where they were able to get past him. And that's not good. That's not that's not how you win games. <laughs> no, that's that's how you steal games. But I mean, like you're going to hit those goalies. That's kind of what I was bringing it back to, too, is that, you know, you just sometimes you don't win them all. And when Linus is on <laughs> one, you, it, it just sucks because. It's gonna happen. You're gonna hit. You're gonna hit these random goalies like John Gibson in the Ducks game. Uh, yes. The year, if everybody yes. remembers John Gibson, well, John Gibson is more liable to be a Vesna caliber goalie rather than fucking Linus Allmark. But um, it's just, <laughs> and it's just the difference happen. is that Allmark has a solid team in front of him, whereas the Ducks can't score goals. <laughs> the, the Ducks the, have players, and the Sabers are scoring three goals plus every game. So yeah, they continue their streak of a minimum of three goals. It's hard. It's one of those that you can pinpoint what went wrong and where there's work to do. But at the same time, it is one of those games that it could have gone either way. And it just didn't happen to bounce their way this time. And, you know, they'll get a second chance. But, yeah. And getting back to my point about Eric Carlson, can we stop with the, like, shredding into him because of one fucking turnover? When, Like I said, he was literally the only reason that they could manage any sort of time in the offensive zone because he managed to keep the puck in constantly. He's very good at hockey. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, we've talked before, he's a slow starter. But also on the play that led to the goal, so he's coming, he's a right-handed shot and he's coming around the net, which means that 
he's got the puck on his forehand as he's coming around. The problem is normally he's going to turn that and break out of the zone like he does every other time. But Kyle Okposa was literally wearing him like a coat. Or I guess Carlson was wearing Okposa like a coat. So that means when he comes around the net, he can't just break away because, A, he's just not that fast. Like, he's fast, but not that fast, especially when he's that close. Right. B, Okposa could lift a stick, get inside of him, body him a little bit. The ice could was shit, so it could bump. So what you're trying to do is when you come around the net in the slingshot effect, you're just trying to get the puck to the outlet man. And the outlet man, in this case, was Marcus Sorensen, who was cutting in front of the net. As Marcus Sorensen comes in front of the net, for some dumb reason, he decides to cover defensively mm-hmm. because the other defenseman, like Carlson's coming around the net, and I guess he was playing with Dylan at this point. Dylan was still back in the left-hand corner of the ice, so he wasn't covering anybody. They were just turning it up on ice. So when this happens, Sorensen, or the center, but Sorensen in this case, is supposed to cut in front like he does and then keep skating, and he's the outlet pass, especially when somebody's on there. Marcus Sorensen stops skating. Carlson puts the puck into the zone where Sorensen should have been. Um, Carlson is also a notoriously hard passer. He just passes the puck really hard. It's just the thing he does. It's fine. So as soon as he let go of that puck, it's a little hard, and Sorensen wasn't where he's supposed to be. That's Yeah, you can say Carlson could have chipped up the boards, but that's fucking peewee hockey to just push it up the boards and and dick around. (laughs) In the NHL, you make plays. And he's trying to make the play, the correct play to the outlet pass. And Marcus Sorensen just wasn't there. That's that's what happened. And then, granted, the Sabres got a a, a lucky break. But, yeah, it looked really bad from Carlson's standpoint. But at the same time, the forwards need to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. If that was Thomas Hurdle, that play would have never happened. Because it's Marcus Sorensen, who's just not Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture. It's going to happen. But... It's not Eric Carlson's fault that the people aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah, he's had some turnovers, and I understand that he's not perfect. He's had a really slow start, which he always does. But we need to just chill on the, yes, he sucks. Like, he doesn't suck. He's got a four-game point streak going right now. He's got five points in four games. Like, yep. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you guys want. He's, <laughs> he's looked like he's been the best shark on the power play by far yes. this season. Oh, absolutely. So that's the breakdown of that one specific play. It's a very systems thing. And when one guy fucks up like that, it was unfortunate the Buffalo guy was standing right there as well. I don't even know which yeah. Buffalo guy it was Marcus Johansson. Do you, do you remember that Marcus Johansson was on this team? I, dude. I can't keep up with half of the NHL right now. Like, literally every game, I'm surprised by someone on someone's roster. Like, every game. It is terrible. I... <laughs> I oh, I guess they play Buffalo next. We can't play the... Uh... Oh, this going to be a new feature going forward when we preview a game. I can play the who's the who you, I think you're going to be most surprised at and pick a random person. <laughs> on this team, but that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> so we have Montreal it. and Toronto coming up. Um, those will be good, but... Buffalo again. Do you, do you think they're going to win tomorrow? I don't know. I, I just don't know. The thing is, they won't have. Obviously, they're losing home ice advantage at this point. I don't think they're they're not going to play Olmark. They're going to have um, Carter Hutton. Yes, Carter Hutton, former Shark Carter Hutton, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was booting around the minors for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> is he related um, to Ben Hutton? I have no idea. Okay. You- you wax poetic. I will look this up. With it being one of those games where it could have gone either way and with the Sharks having a bit of an edge in terms of possession that I think it could get chippy and that could be bad for the Sharks. But it they actually played pretty disciplined considering it was Buffalo. <laughs> so that makes me feel a little bit better about it. I think... I think it's just going to be another close one. It could go either way. 
Yeah, they're not related. <laughs> Carter Hutton's from Thunder Bay, and Ben Hutton is from Prescott, Ontario, which is like down near where I live. But uh, yeah, I think you could go either way. I think you could get a little chippy because the sharks are frustrated. This could also be a classic. The sharks aren't big, bad, uh, yeah. and salty about it, so they just come out and beat the brakes off them. But I do, I do want to follow up on a thought that we had in the last episode about Evander Kane playing the Sabres and what that might be like. And something that we kind of tossed around was, well, maybe when it gets back to Buffalo, it might be a little different. So I reached out to Chad from Die by the Blade. He is the managing editor of SB Nation's Die by the Blade. And I just kind of asked, you know, what is the temperature like in Buffalo when it comes to Evander Kane? Actually, I asked when it comes to Kane and he goes, uh, Evander or Patrick? (laughs) (laughs) They've both done awful, awful things in Buffalo. Well, Patrick is from Buffalo, right? He had the sexual assault allegation happen in Buffalo. I don't know if he's from Buffalo or not. That's also I... where he punched the cab driver. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's from Buffalo. That's why that's why all this stuff happens in Buffalo. That's Gross. But uh, Chad was gracious to answer me on this. And he said that people actually really liked Evander Kane in Buffalo. There isn't really a bad feeling towards Kane still so that kind of concern that we have about you know him being a very emotional player and Buffalo maybe not being very receptive to him I don't think it's necessarily going to be that bad in Buffalo so I couldn't remember what last year was like I don't remember if he got booed in Buffalo or not it's I don't good. think so I think they're happy about getting a first round pick yeah that's true <laughs> this, is more, this is more of a Winnipeg idea yes it is. It's just, you know, you never know with someone's former team. And especially, I mean, we talked about this the last episode that, you know, he he wanted to leave the organization. And so you never know what that's like for fans. But um... can, we just, <laughs> can we just point out that Evander Kane went Atlanta, Winnipeg, Buffalo, San Jose. Like he just kept up. Well, he didn't really keep upgrading. He basically went weird, weird, weird. And then finally hit California. <laughs> Also, Chad just messaged me while we were recording this, and because I asked if I couldn't remember if he had gotten booed last year, and he said that uh, he got booed the first time he touched the puck, but it was pretty pretty light. But apparently, everyone gets booed in Buffalo, <laughs> and that like they booed Brian Campbell. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> you know what, Buffalo fans, I respect you. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Do you? Because they're all Bills fans as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's the biggest star in Buffalo history? Hmm. It's probably it's an old it's probably it's gonna be oh Pat Lafontaine or one of the French connection lanes like Michelle Goulet, Rick Martin, one of those guys. But Dominic Hasek played there for a while too. It could be Dominic Hasek. Oh, true. And I feel like Dave Andrushuk maybe, but Michael Paco might be the uh, cult hero or Jason Palmanville. I don't know. Buffalo's weird. Yeah, it is. Do you have a bold prediction for this game? Uh, should we both pick hat tricks so that it comes true? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my bold prediction is that Eric Carlson scores his first goal of the season. I like that. My bold prediction is that Martin Jones gets a shutout. <laughs> oh, I like that way better. <laughs> uh, that would be a really perfect bounce back game. <laughs> Imagine it's Aaron Dell. <laughs> <laughs> Just boned from the start on my bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, um we do have some news from the weekend oh yes yes from sunday so they are bringing is it radham or radic i can never remember it's radham yeah i always think his name is radic simic because like radic bonk was a guy in my life uh radham simic is going on the road trip but they don't expect him to play but he took part in drills which is great and then pete DeBoer 
offered up this nugget that Dalton Prout is much closer to playing and that Dalton Prout will get in the lineup when he's healthy because they needed some toughness because their defense has been soft, which fucking shoot me in the face. So stupid. I I just don't even... What, what, What did... like? Is everybody on Earth watching a different game than the coaching staff when they <laughs> see the first couple games and think, hmm, Dalton Pro really sucks ass, and then the coaching staff is like, Dalton Pro, need that guy. Like, what is soft? Can you point that out to me, please? I guess like, Mario Ferrero gets pushed off the puck a bit. I don't know. I like, there's, there's been some Eric Carlson turnovers. I, I just, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what he means. I think, I think that's an easy. I think that's an easy way to say that, like, because Dalton Prout's number one skill is being a big goon. So yeah. I think that's just like an easy cover of saying, like, hey, he can add this one particular skill. But like, so again, I don't know what so they are stupid. watching. It's not. It's not like we're sitting here in our what is it castle? What is the what is the stupid saying? But anyway, it's not like we're sitting in our loft here, looking down and saying, hmm, we hate Dalton Prout. So we're never going to say our ivory towers. Ivory towers. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's not like we're sitting on our ivory towers and we hate Dalton Prout, and so we're just like we're never gonna say anything good about him. He legitimately wasn't good when he played, right? right. <laughs> so like I don't know what yes. you want. Not that Heed's been amazing, but like at the same time, Heed has been Heed. <laughs> yeah. There's also a little bit of road trip insurance. Johnny Brodzinski. God, I can. I'm never gonna be able to like say his name the first go. And Trevor Carrick are called up. So Noah Gregor hasn't been sent back down. I'm assuming that they're just going to travel with all of them as insurance. I mean, it's a long road trip, so it makes sense. It's a little easier to call them up now before they head out than to deal with it while they're on the road. So yep. I, ha- I don't I wouldn't... expect to see Brzezinski or Carrick. <laughs> I wouldn't either, especially with the Prout comments being made. Honestly, at this point, I would rather see Carrick than Prout, but they're both awful so and whatever. like like and yes i understand that they're both six defensemen but at the same time yeah they're just six defensemen so it doesn't really matter like you or i could play six defensemen because pete doesn't respect them or care about them but that puts undue strain on your biggest defenseman and we've already seen them get tired by the end of the year you can't have guys playing 27 minutes a night from jump street and then boost that up to like 28 29 in the playoffs and expect things to go well there's just no right. way you can go through a seven game series with Brent burns playing 30 minutes a night and expect him to be fresh for the next one that's why these depth guys are important that's why we always talk about setting optimal lineups so that you can play these guys more because playing a guy four minutes a night is useless you might as well not even dress him but playing right. him eight nine ten gets him in like just gives brent burns and eric carlson market vlasic and logan couture and timo meyer breaks and lets them rest so that's why we're always talking about these random fringe guys not because we think they're going to make this huge impact but because it helps the actual impactful players be good over the long haul right and it is one thing if it is, you know, your 12th forward, because one out of 12 players, your time is split. You're you're splitting less time among them, essentially. Yeah, there's and, more guys to fill up those time. So yes. Getting, like, one guy doesn't make a difference. When it comes to your sixth defenseman, though, that's limiting your one whole pairing, essentially. And then that also is going to force you into situations where you're mixing up your D pairings for no reason. Like, other than you're just, you have a body on the ice for five minutes. It's not the way that you should be optimizing your lineup in the NHL in 2019. 
Yeah, it makes no sense. However, we did get Ferraro Carlson offensive zone start last game. Yeah. Uh, it was sweet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree. It's like with, I'm sure there's science and math that can tell you this is stupid and that, yeah, it's, it's just dumb. That's why we're always talking about it, not because we think this guy's going to make a difference. But that's that's that. I guess we will find out on Tuesday. The Sharks will be playing in Buffalo. That is an early start time. So if you're in the Pacific, that is going to be starting at 4 p.m. Is it weird it's, that games start when people are still at work? Yeah, a little bit. I don't imagine so. It's pretty um, <laughs> sweet, though. I'm not going to lie. When I go to the West Coast and I get, like, game alerts, I'm like, oh, 4 o'clock. Leafs yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And then everything's done by 10 o'clock. You're like, oh, right. cool. What yeah. do I do with myself? Whereas here, we're just like, please, the sweet release of death is 2 <laughs> in the morning. True. <laughs> so, yep, that's going to be 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern in Buffalo. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can follow us at Locked On Sharks. You can send us emails with any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to talk about on air. You can get a hold of us at LockedOnSharks at gmail.com. I want to say thank you to the Honey Wilders for letting us use their song Idle Wild as our intro and outro. You can find them on Spotify and Facebook and Twitter. And if you go to their Facebook, you can find all their events and go see them live if you're in the Bay Area. If you want to follow Kyle on Twitter, he is at Kyle Demetrius. If you want to follow C on Twitter, follow them at Now You See Me, S I E, just like their name. Yeah. Kyle, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, go vote. It's elect. If we have any Canadian listeners, I don't know, probably like four people, they're all related to me. Uh, <laughs> go vote, please. Yes. It's elect- when you hear this, it's election day in Canada. It's very important. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm going to tell you not to vote for the Conservatives because fuck them. But go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just do it. Do it, do it, do it. It's really important. It's important to me on a personal level for reasons I'm not going to tell the world. But I think everybody should do that and get out. And we have really, really long election times. Like it's 12 hours in Canada and it's really easy to figure out. Uh, There's no monkey business. It's pretty simple. Um, So please go vote. Go vote. (laughs) 